Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine and creator of drjockers.com, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. I just wanted to take a moment and tell you about how important your liver health is. In fact, if you're suffering from low energy, brain fog, or unexplained belly fat, the problem could be your liver. You may not know it, but your liver is the foundation for good health. It performs more than 500 key functions like filtering toxins, breaking down nutrients, and keeping your cholesterol in check. But over time, your liver can start to wear down, and that's when you get energy crashes, belly fat, and trouble with your memory and concentration. Fortunately, there's a simple solution. It's called Liver Health Formula. Liver Health Formula contains 11 powerful herbs and nutrients, things like milk thistle that are clinically proven to recharge and revitalize your liver. It also helps protect against fatty liver, which is a silent epidemic affecting 100 million Americans. Liver Health Formula is manufactured in the US and it's approved by many American health professionals. And as a listener of this show, you can try Liver Health Formula and receive a free bottle of nano-powered omega-3 to keep your heart and brain healthy when you order today. So what a great deal. You get liver health formula and a free bottle of nano-powered omega-3. Just go to getliverhelp.com forward slash jockers and claim your free bonus gift. Again, that's getliverhelp.com, G-E-T-L-I-V-E-R-H-E-L-P.com forward slash jockers. That will get you your liver health formula, and your free bottle of nano-powered omega-3. So take advantage of that deal today. Welcome back to the podcast. This episode is releasing on Thanksgiving Day, and Thanksgiving is always one of my favorite holidays. I love what it's all about, just giving thanks, being in a state of gratitude, and enjoying family, enjoying time with family, enjoying time eating great, enjoyable food, and watching football. You know, I always enjoy watching football. When I was a kid, I enjoyed playing football on Thanksgiving. And now I enjoy throwing a football around with my sons as well. And I just really, really enjoy the holiday of Thanksgiving. But what I will say is from a health perspective, there are so many people that completely derail their health goals and really do themselves a disservice when it comes to their overall health. And oftentimes it starts right around Thanksgiving and then it just cascades into all the different end of the year parties, Christmas, New Year's, all of that. And it really sets them back. They oftentimes have a lot of immune challenges towards the end of the year or even into the new year because they're not taking good care of themselves. And um, it affects their mood. It affects their mindset, their overall performance in life. And I want to make sure that, and, and you know, this is always my goal is, I really want to enjoy Thanksgiving, enjoy the foods I'm consuming, enjoy my company, but I don't want to derail my health. And there are 10 key strategies that I try to put in practice so I can have the best Thanksgiving and walk out of it feeling great, feeling full of energy, feeling fully alive, feeling really refreshed and restored. And ultimately, like a holiday should be a refreshing experience. So many of us 
wake up the next morning, we're absolutely exhausted, tired, and we don't feel good because we're eating bad foods. We're eating too much of the bad foods. We're not taking good care of our bodies. We're stressed out. And I want to make sure that doesn't happen to you guys. Here are the 10 tips. The first one is on Thanksgiving morning, I always do intermittent fasting. And so no matter if you you know can do a 12-hour fast, 14, 16, 18-hour fast, it's a really good idea. When you fast, your body burns up stored sugar. We call that glycogen in your muscles as well as in your liver. And that opens up storage space because your muscles and your liver are a storage they're a, a storage uh, place for sugar. So when we're consuming higher carbohydrate foods like pumpkin pie, ice cream, mashed potatoes, whatever it is that you enjoy, cranberry sauce on Thanksgiving, you want to make sure you've got a lot of storage for that sugar. If you don't, then your insulin levels are going to go way up and you're going to store a lot of fat when you consume those foods. So you want to empty out the storage so it can be refilled. So you go ahead and you do intermittent fasting. It also turns you into a fat burner. It You have great anti-aging effects. Your body, your you get the autophagy benefits where your body breaks down old damaged cellular organelles. You get the mitophagy where you break down old damaged mitochondria and regenerate new healthy mitochondria. So you become a lean, mean fat burning machine when you're practicing some level of intermittent fasting on a daily basis. If you're able to, do a 16 to 18 hour fast. You might finish dinner on Wednesday night at let's say six, seven, eight o'clock, and then fast until 10, 11, 12, one or two, somewhere, you know, in that time frame. Most people are eating like their first big Thanksgiving meal, usually around the middle of the day, is what most people are doing. So if that's you, that would be a good time to then break your fast. Now, if you have trouble doing fasting through the morning, one strategy that can help is obviously hydrating your body well, taking a little bit of salt, drinking a lot of water, but also you might you might consider putting a tablespoon of MCT oil and perhaps a tablespoon of butter. You know, you can do both or one or the other in your coffee or in some hot herbal tea, like some green tea if you don't drink coffee and consume that. And then the MCT oil and the butter will provide ketones which will get into your bloodstream. And that's a fuel source for your brain. So sometimes people have these hypoglycemic reactions when they start to fast. They just don't feel good. They feel dizzy. They feel hungry. They have cravings. If you are able to produce ketones and get them in the brain, then those brain cells are nourished and you don't have the hypoglycemic responses. And so your body actually feel really good. You feel really mentally clear, creative, energetic. And so it's a really phenomenal feeling. So if that's you, try that out. Try taking a tablespoon of MCT oil or, or you know, if you don't have that, some butter and consuming that and having the butter or the MCT oil with your coffee in the morning or your green tea or whatever it is that you're consuming, have that with it. You know, obviously it's good with like a, a warm beverage. Have that. And again, the MCT oil or the butter will turn into ketones, which provides this great fuel source for your brain. So certainly you want to try that out and, and that should help you as far as helping your body deal with the fast. And again, the fasting has tremendous health benefits and really sets you up to be able to consume food and not become a fat storer when you do consume your meal. So that's number one. And in the morning, make sure you're getting exercise and movement. So it might be cold outside, 
go out and take a walk. Get in, get actually get out in the cold, bundle up if you if you have to, but get your body a little bit cold actually. That stimulates cold shock proteins. You can also do a cold shower or just just take a shower, take a warm shower and then finish it cold, right? Do cold at the end of the shower and that will stimulate those cold shock proteins as well. And those cold shock proteins stimulate autophagy. You actually release endorphins when you're exposed to cold. Endorphins take away pain, so they're pain relieving, but they also really help boost your moods. You actually feel a lot better. You feel more energized, more creative. It gives you a feeling of euphoria. Typically, we think of endorphins as you know the runner's high. When runners are running for a long period of time, at first, it's painful, and then they hit a point where they release so many endorphins that they just get this natural high. Well, you can get that by by getting into cold as well. Cold will stimulate endorphins very quickly. So taking uh, you know, 60 seconds at the end of your shower and turning it cold and staying in there for 30 to 60 seconds will stimulate the endorphins. Or just if it's cold outside, go out for a walk in the cold. Get cold. Get your body cold. Um, that will help and get movement. So walking, going out for a run, lifting weights, or just going outside, maybe doing push-ups. Um, if you have access to a gym or or you know uh, a home gym or, or a fitness center or something like that, going out, doing some resistance training, that will help your body burn through glycogen, which again is that stored, that stored sugar component in your muscles and your liver and create more storage space for the food you're going to consume at Thanksgiving. So when you consume the mashed potatoes, when you consume your stuffing, when you consume your cranberry sauce, your pumpkin pie, your ice cream, you want to make sure that your body can take that sugar and put it into muscles and into the liver and store that glucose or burn the glucose as opposed to store it in fat or just not even store it and just keep your blood sugar elevated. So you have high, really high blood sugar that you, that you don't want. So you want to open up the, the, the glycogen storage. And so getting some level of resistance training, good quality exercise, maybe going out for a run that will help open up your glycogen stores. So you can store it in there. So get some exercise, some movement, some cold exposure and do the intermittent fasting early in the day. And then what I would recommend is making sure you really do an attitude check in the morning, really the night before, and then in the morning and then throughout the day. And you want to really focus on gratitude. I mean, it's Thanksgiving. We're supposed to be giving thanks. What is giving thanks? It's a state of gratitude. Research has shown that gratitude is one of the highest states you can be in, just physiological states, and there's tremendous health benefits to it. And so when we think about gratitude, the science of gratitude, Keeping a gratitude diary for two weeks produced sustained reductions in perceived stress by 28% and improvements in depression by 16% in healthcare practitioners. Gratitude is related to 23% lower levels of stress hormones like cortisol. Practicing gratitude led to a 7% reduction in biomarkers of inflammation in patients with congestive heart failure. This is all this is all research out of UC Davis Health. They've got it on their website. Two gratitude activities. So there are two different activities. Number one is counting your blessings and then writing a letter of gratitude. Reduce the risk of depression in at-risk patients by 41% over a six-month period. That's a huge reduction. If there was a 
drug or medication that could reduce depression risk by 41% over six month period of time, you better believe that would be the number one selling medication. There isn't one like that. In fact, antidepressants are, are typically outperformed by exercise, by grat by, you know, gratitude diaries and and um, a lot of different, a lot of different things, a lot of different natural things you can do consistently in studies. And so just counting your blessings on a daily basis and writing a letter of gratitude to yourself or to somebody else can reduce your risk of depression by 41%. Dietary fat intake is reduced by as much as 25% when people are keeping a gratitude journal. Now, what they mean by that is really that you, you have a tendency not to overeat as much. When you're producing more cortisol, when you're more stressed and you're producing a lot more cortisol, you are, are going to have a tendency to, to overeat and have more cravings. And that's a really big problem there. A daily gratitude practice can decelerate the effects of neurodegeneration that occurs with increasing age. And this was measured by a 9% increase in verbal fluency. So ability to kind of speak fluently improved by 9% in individuals that have had early degenerative states or mild cognitive decline, early cognitive decline. Grateful people have 16% lower diastolic blood pressure and 10% lower systolic blood pressure compared to those who are less grateful. So as you can see, there is tremendous benefits to having some sort of gratitude practice. That's one of the reasons why, again, I love Thanksgiving. It's a reminder to put our body in a state of, of gratitude. Writing a letter of gratitude, reduced feelings of hopelessness in 88% of suicidal impatients and increased levels of optimism in 94% of them. You know, we get in a state of gratitude. It takes our mind off of just ourselves and our problems and the things that are going on. And so it's just so critical. Grateful people have between 9 to 13% lower levels of hemoglobin A1C, which is a key marker of glucose control that plays a significant role in the diagnosis of diabetes. And we know that high hemoglobin A1C levels are associated with neurodegenerative states, Alzheimer's disease, for example, dementia, heart disease, cancer. When your blood sugar is elevated and you get this glycation effect in your bloodstream, that is going to, that's going to increase your risk of all cause mortality and all cause, all cause, um, you know, all, all different types of, of differential diagnosis, right? So all the different diseases. So ultimately gratitude just plays such a key role. And the last one here, gratitude is related to a 10% improvement in sleep quality in patients with chronic pain. 76% of whom had insomnia and 19% lower levels of depression. So huge results with a some sort of regular gratitude practice, something that I highly, highly, highly recommend. And so Thanksgiving, let that be a reminder to put yourself in a state of gratitude. It's so powerful and so helpful for you. So that was number four, gratitude. I just wanted to take a moment and tell you about my friends over at Purality Health and their new rapid absorbing glutathione spray. Glutathione is your master antioxidant. It helps you kick out toxins and boost your metabolism fast. In fact, when supplementing with high quality glutathione, you will purge unhealthy toxins. You'll lose weight with less effort. You'll feel more energetic. You'll notice a brighter complexion and you'll feel much healthier overall. But here's the thing, not all glutathione supplements are created equal. If you're taking glutathione in capsule or tablet form, you're missing out on key nutrients as they will simply pass through your body without being absorbed. You could thank your stomach acid for that. 
However, my friends over at Purality Health have a new rapid absorbing delicious glutathione spray that delivers this powerful antioxidant straight to the areas of your body that need it most. Just pump a few sprays onto your tongue and watch as toxins naturally purge from your body. The best part, you can experience these results in as little as seven days. For a limited time, they are offering a special buy one, get one free deal, which is backed by a 180 day money back guarantee. So you have no risk. You can try it out. All you need to do is visit masterantioxidant.com forward slash DRJ. Again, that's masterantioxidant.com forward slash DRJ. And that will give you access to this exclusive deal. Number five is use apple cider vinegar before your meals. We know that just consuming one tablespoon of apple cider vinegar and roughly, let's say, four ounces of water within 15 minutes of your meal reduces the glycemic impact of that meal by up to 40%. That means your blood sugar, it doesn't it doesn't fly up, right? So, so you don't get this big spike in blood sugar. Your blood sugar stays more balanced. And that's super key. We don't want the blood sugar spikes. We want insulin to be stable. Apple cider vinegar is rich in acetic acid, which is a postbiotic product. The bacteria, when they ferment the apples, they they produce that as part of the vinegar. And that has very anti-inflammatory benefits and it really helps support the gut. And the effect of that is more stable blood sugar when we're consuming a meal. It also helps stimulate digestive juices, your stomach acid, your bile, pancreatic enzymes, so you can digest your meal more effectively. And that brings me to number five, which is supplement with some digestive enzymes and stomach acids. So Thanksgiving, you want to enjoy some great food. And oftentimes we're enjoying food that may not always be very healthy uh, in some cases. Obviously, we want to try to make the healthiest choices possible. But what I would recommend is taking some digestive enzymes, some stomach acid, betaine, HCL support with your meal. And that will help your body metabolize that, which will create less inflammation after you consume the food. So when you consume food, you're always going to produce some level of inflammation. The less you produce, the better. So consuming something that, uh, you know, consuming some, some digestive enzymes, some stomach acid support will be helpful for you there. Number five is I would recommend rather than just eating one big meal, okay, consume two meals or maybe even three smaller meals in your eating window. So let's say again, on Thanksgiving, most people are breaking their, or they're, they're consuming their first meal, let's say around midday, somewhere between 12 and two. So you might have a second meal, like a second portion, I guess you could say at let's say three or four, and then a third portion at six or seven. And what you do there is I would recommend with each portion, consume anywhere between 30 to 50 grams of protein. When you consume the protein that helps stabilize your blood sugar levels. And that's really key for helping reduce cravings. So get your protein in, make sure you prioritize protein with one of the meals. I would make sure that I had a lot of, let's say green leafies or green beans, you know, a lot of good vegetables with your protein. Another one of the meals, so if you're going to have the starch, the, the let's say the, the potatoes, the stuffing, have that in one of those meals. It could be your first meal. I, I, ideally, I think having it the first meal is best because your glycogen levels are, are open, they're wide open, and you know, you've done your workout, you've done your intermittent fast, 
And so therefore they're primed, ready to take uptake some glucose. So have your starches then with your first meal, with your 30 to 50 grams of protein. Now in that meal, I would try not to do a ton of fat. I would do more like, let's say 15, 20 grams of healthy fats, maybe olive oil, um, butter, maybe a little bit of butter or something like that, that you might have in there and make sure you you eat, but only have one serving. Don't overeat, don't overfill. Then come back and let's say you have, you know, your, your meat and your vegetables, or maybe have dessert in the middle. So maybe two, two to three hours later, you come back and that's when you have your pumpkin pie and your ice cream. Okay. Something along those lines. And then your last meal. So like then save a little bit of room. So don't overeat on that either. And then come back and in your last meal, have protein and veggies. Okay. So protein, 30 to 50 grams. You could have a little bit more fats with that meal as well. So you might have, you know, some gravy with your, you know, with your turkey, for example, that would be your protein. And so that would be fats. You might have some butter on it or maybe some olive oil or something along those lines, and then have, have a big salad with it or green beans or something along those lines. So you're getting some good veggies, good fiber, good protein. Having that as your last meal will help you sleep better at night. Your blood sugar is going to be more stable after consuming more of the carbs earlier in the day. So that would be the strategy that I would recommend. Again, taking digestive enzymes, stomach acid support before each of those uh, meal times. So that's the next thing. And then I would recommend making sure you're using herbs with all of your meals. So if you're going to have pumpkin pie, if there's not already cinnamon in it, add a little bit of cinnamon. Cinnamon helps with blood sugar stability. So cinnamon's a really good one for blood sugar stability. We already talked about the apple cider vinegar in water before the meal. You can also get some blood sugar support supplements like berberine, chromium, vanadium, Gynema, those are all good for helping support blood sugar. But really, if you just do apple cider vinegar and add a little bit of cinnamon to that pumpkin pie and ice cream, that will be helpful. Um, now, with your more savory types of dishes, a couple herbs that you might consider would be something like parsley, or you could do, you know, maybe a little bit of ginger if you want, or trying to think of a good one, cilantro or something along those lines, some sort of bitter herb. That's good for your digestive system so that the bitter helps stimulate your bile, pancreatic enzymes, stomach acid, just kind of like the apple cider vinegar. And they also have key, key nutrients in there as well. So like, for example, parsley it has uh, certain, certain compounds in there that, again, that are good for the liver. It also has chlorophyll in it, which is natural detoxifier. Ginger has gingerols, which are really powerful anti-inflammatory agents. So they help reduce inflammation in the body. So all of those are good. Cilantro is a natural binder to heavy metals. So great, you know, great stuff there. So add a little bit of herbs. You can also add Italian herbs. Um, like if I'm having a salad, I really like adding oregano, basil, thyme. They all smell good. They're carminative herbs, really support the digestive system. They're antimicrobial, so they help kill off bad bacteria, fungus, yeast, bad microbes that may be in the system. So that is very helpful as well. So I would use some herbs. And then uh, at night, I would take some probiotics. So take some probiotics, perhaps even a binder, okay? Like uh, something like uh, fulvic and humic acid binder, zeolite binder, uh, activated charcoal. Those would all be examples of a binder. Chlorella would be an example of a binder. So I would look at taking probiotics as well as a binder 
in the evenings or one at one of them, right? At least one of them. See what you have on on hand. You know, I know you're getting this podcast at Thanksgiving, so see what you have on hand. You know, we have several that we recommend. GI detox is a great one. We have an activated charcoal. We have biotoxin binder. We have HMET, which is really great for pulling out glyphosate, which is a, a pesticide um, or a herbicide, I should say, that's uh, that that destroys our gut lining. That one's the best one for pulling that out. We have, you know, different binders for different things. Taking some sort of binder will help with, you know, basically the onslaught of possible damage you may have done by eating food that you don't normally eat or more inflammatory foods on Thanksgiving. Probiotics can also be very helpful. Probiotics will get in there, the gut bacteria. They're going to help stimulate a positive response in your immune system and, um, you know, positive changes in your gut microbiome that will help you deal with any toxins you may have consumed from the meals. So that would be that suggestion. That's, that's number nine. And then number 10 is doing your best to be as present moment as possible with the people around you. So your friends, your family members, they want to experience Thanksgiving with you. They don't want to experience it with you complaining, whining, being exhausted and tired, taking you know long naps and just feeling out of it. They want to experience you and they want memories with you. And so if you are present moment, if you're focused on how you can serve, how you can encourage, how you can uplift, how you can be a blessing to the people around you, I guarantee you're going to have a better Thanksgiving experience. You're going to feel better. You're going to wake up the next morning. You're going to be proud of yourself for how you handled yourself and for the value that you brought to your family members, your friends, the people that you spent Thanksgiving with. So remember to be present moment. So quick rundown. First thing I talked about was intermittent fasting. Second thing I talked about was cold exposure. Get some sort of cold exposure. Could be cold shower. Could be just going outside in the cold. Some sort of cold exposure for at least 30 to 60 seconds. That will activate those cold shock proteins, release endorphins, which will help give you a, a sense of feeling good, which will help keep your energy up and just help you really make the most out of Thanksgiving. We talked about exercise and movement, doing strength training, going out for a run, going out for a walk, some sort of movement. Ideally, if you're able to do some, some sort of strength training, that's going to give you the best benefits. But just getting out, getting movement, that is going to be key to helping you optimize your Thanksgiving. Number four was gratitude. And I did a deep dive on you know what UC Davis Medical is saying based on a review of literature on gratitude and how it helps your hemoglobin A1C by roughly 10%. So it helps with stabilizing your blood sugar, helps your uh, mental health, your 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 level of anxiety and depression goes down, your blood pressure stabilizes. I mean, just so many great benefits. We talked about that with gratitude. Number four was apple cider vinegar before each meal. So taking a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar and roughly four ounces of water, which is like a half a cup of water, and, and drinking that before each meal, that is going to reduce the glycemic impact of the meal by up to 40%, which is huge. Mm -hmm and help prime your digestive system to digest that meal more effectively. Number five, we talked about eating 30 to 50 plus grams of protein with each meal to stabilize your blood sugar. We talked about taking digestive enzymes and betaine HCL with each meal. We talked about using herbs, cinnamon, parsley, cilantro, ginger, things like that that I talked about for supporting your digestive system and your immune system. We talked about taking probiotics or a binder in the evening after you've consumed your meals to help your body detoxify and cleanse itself out. And then 
Number 10, I talked about being in a present moment state, having present moment consciousness. So you can be the best version of yourself for your family, for your friends, for your loved ones. So do that. If you do those things, you are going to walk out of Thanksgiving feeling good about yourself, making a difference in the people's lives around you, and helping support your immune system so you don't get sick a few days after Thanksgiving like so many people do, and you set yourself up for success heading into December so you can finish the year strong and really stay on top of your health goals. So hopefully you guys got a lot out of that. Again, be sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple iTunes, wherever you listen to this podcast. Thanks so much for doing that. Happy Thanksgiving. Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.